Today on Power Tips Unscripted, we talk to Robert Kaufman, owner of Kaufman Design Services in Atlanta, Georgia. Did you know what the most important part of a remodeling project is? Time's up. It's the client. Remodeling a home is the opportunity to change lives, and Robert contributes his success to working to get to know his clients to the greatest extent possible. He's going to share his story in just a minute. You had me at hello. It looks like a miracle. It's in the hole. It's in the hole. Hi, I'm Victoria Downing, and welcome to Power Tips Unscripted, where we talk about tips, tactics, and techniques to help you build a strong, profitable remodeling company. And I'm here with my co-host, Mark Harari. Hello, hello. Hey, Mark. Today, we're going to be talking about, um, you know, some uh, personal communication skills that I think are so important to helping these our, our clients, our members, do the wonderful jobs they do. You got to get close and personal, right? If you're going to do the best job possible, you got to know them inside out, don't you think? Yeah, and you can't just be a, have a surface conversation with somebody and be able to design something that's going to make them love their living space for years and years and years. I agree with that. So today we have to talk to somebody who has been in this business a long time and uh, knows exactly how to pull all the pertinent information out of his clients. I can't wait. All right, so let's kick it off. Today, we get the opportunity to talk to Robert Kaufman, as Mark said, the owner of Kaufman Design Services out of Atlanta. I ran into Robert when we were down at the Atlanta Nari Cutting Edge Expo. We had an awesome conversation, so I invited him to join us here on Power Tips Unscripted. Hey, welcome, Robert. Hi, how are you, Victoria? I'm good, good. Thanks again for taking the time to be with us. So you've been designing projects, remodeling projects for clients for a lot of years, both as a part of an architectural firm, as the owner of your own remodeling company, and now as a designer. That's correct. So your claim to fame, or one of the tools or the skills you told me about, was your ability to ask the right amount and the right kinds of questions. Well, can I give you a little background on that? Yeah, that'd be great. When I got out of architecture school, um, I was in Eugene, Oregon. I went to the University of Oregon. And I went to try to find a job, um, you know, in in an architect's office. And I sat down and talked to this one architect and was trying to convince him that he should hire me to do his drafting. Um, He told me I had terrible drafting skills, which was true. (laughs) But then he said, don't you have anything else to show me? And an hour later, after I'd finished showing him all these different um, photographs of buildings we'd had actually worked on in remodeling with, you might say, clients, but they were friends during my schooling, he said, why the hell don't you just go out into business for yourself? And it was at that time that... I went out, um, started working with owner-builders, because in Eugene at that time, everyone wanted to be an owner-builder. And the idea was that I would work with them through the design and then work with them through the construction. And we'd we'd get friends in and we, we would build this thing together until the owner could just take it over. And that's how I started. The thing was, we would actually go out on the street in front of their house. And in this case, it was with 
for new structures because everyone was moving out of Eugene and into the surrounding um, mountains, valleys, um, wonderful area. And this, is, but uh, we would actually go out and take some chalk and dimension out the floor plan that we were working with. And then we would walk through this house and I would point out what we were looking at and start asking them, you know, how they would use this room. I mean, you know, I was 25, 27 years old, I forget. Um, and obviously at this time, you know, that was what we did in those days. It was very hands-on and, you know, new agey sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it set in motion, of, uh, you know, the thoughts in, in me that um, this is very important to people. They want two things. One, they, they want to be involved and they have the ability to be involved. But more than that, um, I couldn't do my job correctly without getting into sort of the inner core of why they wanted to live this way. Um, and, and this is particularly true in a, in a, in a remodeling situation because they've already lived in the house mm-hmm. for however many years. And um, in that case, they have very clear ideas, which they may not be able to present, you know, represent very well themselves. And the only way I'm going to find out is by digging. So as you said, that's a very uh, cool way of exposing you to what was necessary and and making you realize that that digging was so essential to allow you to do your job. So when you say digging, how are you doing it? Well, in those days, it was hit or miss for years. (laughs) Um, And it would depend, you know, on how open the client was to this kind of work, but I did often work. In fact, I usually worked for many years with, with, with either owner builders outright or people who wanted to have a a large degree of participation in the project. And I know this is not something that's, you know, most contractors in in the city would, would, would want to hear, but I think what's instructive is what this led me to that, um, through the process, I began to realize that they had very specific ways of using all aspects of the house. And so fast forward, now year 2002, I wrote a little pamphlet, a booklet, a, you know, a spiral bound that I self-published. And, and um, it's basically a question, of, it's a book of about a thousand questions. And they run the gamut of, you know, do your children join you, you know, in the kitchen to prepare a meal? or your husband, or anyone else. I mean, you know, I list all different possibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, something like that. Or when you're relaxing in bed, you know, um, in the evening, do you read? You know, do you watch television? Do you like to sit and talk to your spouse? Um, what's going on there? And, you know, obviously, that, that can be funny, but on the other hand... Yeah. I'm being very specific about what do you want around you in terms of light, in terms of, um, you know, media. In you know, of course, now, 2002, it wasn't so, so um, prevalent. But nowadays, you know, do you have your device there? And do you want some way to, you know, charge it right there by the bedside? You know, so this leads to specific questions that lead to specific elements of the design. That's part of it. Then the other part, you know, then it goes on. What kind of rooms do you want? I've seen people in the same ranch, you know, 
Atlanta ranch houses are very similar in many respects. You know, they have that center hall running down them. They have three or four bedrooms in one wing with one or two bathrooms, you know, and then back to back, a living room, dining room, and a kitchen poked in somewhere. You'd be amazed at how people use those spaces. So, you know, do you have a separate office? Is is that what you're going to be doing? Do you want a guest room for my older clients? Um, for the children, you know, do you say so you only have two children, you have four bedrooms, does one of them become a playroom? Um, these sorts of, uh, you know, I help them direct me into exactly what they're looking for. And it doesn't matter. I want to know what they, how they're using what they have to begin with. Right. Because that much better guides me into designing new square footage. I mean, let's say an addition um, on on the same level or a whole second floor. You know, how are you using this space or how would you expect it? Of course, it gets even more complicated than that because the kids are going to grow up. Um, What control do you want to take into how they're going to live there with you? Because quite frankly, you do have the control. There are all kinds of choices you make that will make a difference. Um, Robert, how uh, yeah. how do you ask these? Is it do you just sit down with a big one big survey, or or do you pepper this in over time? What what's the mechanics of getting this information? I used to hand people this this booklet, and I found that maybe one out of five would would write. I, you know, the booklet purposely had very wide you know margins, and they would write all over the book. So that, that was very helpful, but only one in five. So that time I would ask a lot of questions and we would just sit around the table and I would specifically ask about things. But after a while, I found that probably the more effective way to do this is to get people to tell me their stories. Um, it's in the stories that it's very clear to me, you know, what kind of family ties family situation they have or what they're looking for and they do people love to do that of course because they love to talk about themselves so do you specifically ask them tell me about your favorite christmas memories sorts of things like that to get them to really tell you stories yes (laughs) story and that's 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 one thing but um or just you know, even tell me about a vacation you took and the way you, you know, um, or believe me, that sort of thing just sort of naturally comes up because they may have just gotten back from something. Right. And I listen very carefully. You know, what happened? Can What's you, the interaction between people? Can you think of an example of, of a time when a client really told you something that you were like, aha, this is going to really significantly drive the way I design this. Does anything jump out at you specifically? Well, there's, yeah, there's one that I'll never forget. I, I also have to measure the house. So I'm up in every little nook and cranny, you know, getting the measurements, the dimensions, and, um, and noting down, you know, various unusual lighting or, you know, out of the ordinary lighting fixtures or, any, anything else that might catch my eye. But I also, you know, everyone apologizes for the mess. And some houses are, are indeed a mess and others, um, they're just being polite. 
But I noticed that in the, the husband's, the husband had taken over a wall in the master bedroom and he neatly piled his, somewhat neatly piled his clothes against the wall. Underneath the window, the whole stretch of the, of the width of the room, you know, tennis, tennis things with the sneakers right next to it. Um, then polo shirts, uh, you know, you get the picture. Mm -hmm. And so I kept on going and there was a boy's room and a girl's room, daughter's room. And, um, the boy had done exactly the same thing. So that told me immediately, I mean, these two are very close. Or at least the boy, uh, I mean, he was, he was a very outgoing and warm man. So I'm assuming that he felt the same way. But obviously the boy, um, you know, totally idolized this guy. And it was, it was even more neatly piled. I mean, it, it told me volumes, just that one thing. And, of course, the little girl, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So did that tell you, like, did, then you got into it, why do you do this? And what were the, what, what did they tell you that allowed you to, I mean, I assume you tried to help them fix it so they didn't have to have all their clothes piled neatly. Truly. And um, it, it, what, what that would lead to is, but not, not mentioning that directly, that might be very embarrassed, but um, it would immediately lead to, you know, I, well, I noticed, you know, some of the clothing is, placed along you know, the walls in the rooms. And um, we can do something about that. Mm-hmm. You know, let's go up and count the number of lineal feet of closet you now have and kind of get an idea of what you might need. And um, So it, it, it leads to that kind of ex- exploration. Do you feel that the number of questions that are, are way more than the typical remodeler would ask? Yes. However, the guys that I work with, um, you know, that I, they either bring me jobs or I tap them, you know, to, to take on a job. They all have this skill. And um, I guess the main thing that I would say is that I'm the one who puts it all together. And, some, and um, very, very few of the contractors that I know well and work with a lot really know how to put it together when you get them into the details of say the bathroom they know as much as more or more than i do but it's putting it all together that's really critical and that's that's what i want to emphasize today that um you know it isn't just a matter of how a house looks it it's how it feels in the sense that it actually accommodates the way this family really likes, really loves to be together. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people do it naturally. You know, uh, contractors have a, have a natural sense of, of this sort of thing. And um, I just put a special emphasis on it. So how long, when you first meet with a client, how long is that, is that um, information gathering session typically last? Are you there for uh, hours or do you do it like, because I assume you need it all before you really get down and start putting pencil to paper and designing something. Absolutely. Uh, the first meeting is, is maybe an hour to an hour and a half. And I don't want to do it any more than that. But I, I do, I meet often at their house. I don't drag them into the office until maybe at the end when we're simply going over uh, details and I'm trying to get an approval of something, but um, 
I want to, you know, and we walk around with the drawings and sometimes in a second or third meeting, we'll walk around with the drawings just to make sure that they know, you know, they can place exactly what I'm working with and, and okay. why I'm asking a question, you know, what I might be looking for. Have you ever had a situation where somebody just says, why are you asking me so many questions? No one's ever said it that way. <laughs> what they do is they they say, I don't know. I'll, I'll tell you another one that sticks in my brain. Um, these were friends, and I was designing a new house for them. And the husband um, was a you know a dominant character. I mean, he was he's the husband who likes to take control. And um, so we went through this entire design, and I kept asking his wife, who who I also knew, but not as not as well. I kept asking her, you know, questions about the kitchen, you know, and she'd say, oh, it's fine. It's fine. And then, um, you, you know, the house was essentially ready to go into the final plan check at the end of the design process. And I was there to pick up a check and, and you know, to, um, to sort of get their final approval. And damn it, if she didn't just turned to me and she said, is the kitchen too narrow? <laughs> well, to move the kitchen walls <laughs> required restructuring a uh. lot. But yeah, of course it was too narrow if once we started talking about it and I, she started explaining exactly what she, and I had missed the boat in that case. Oh, that's one, that. the, that's one of the, uh, that's a good example of what not to do. I mean, because they were friends and I trusted that they would tell me, but there was that dynamic between them as a husband and wife, um, you, you know, that I would be hearing from both of them. I never did hear from her until I'm glad she spoke up. What would you have done differently? Oh, well, this this was some years ago. And uh, yeah, I definitely started adjusting my whole process. So how, do, how would you have handled it now if you have a dominant husband and a quiet partner? Well... That's when I invite a contractor to come with me, and he talks to the husband about money and products and so <laughs> forth, and I get her aside. Okay, there you go. There you go. That's a good idea. Well, Robert, it's time to turn the tables on you. You're going to be the recipient of a bunch of questions. Are you ready for the lightning round? Okay. All right, cool. And now, here's the Remodeler's Advantage lightning round. It's a trap. Okay, let's put 60 seconds on the clock. Here we go. What's your favorite business book and why? It's, it's Leadership in the New Science by Meg Wheatley. It's a fairly old book. If you weren't an architect, what do you think you'd be doing? If, I'd had, if I hadn't gotten into this, I would have been a mediator. What are you not very good at? Um, in terms of design, I'm a terrible colorist. Your room, your desk, or your car, which would you clean first? Oh, my desk. Do you apply the five-second rule to dropped food? <laughs> Longer than that, even. <laughs> <laughs> and what's the weirdest thing I'd find in your refrigerator? Hickama. Um, <laughs> that's pretty weird. I gotta, that's weird to me. <laughs> okay, Robert, this has been awesome. Thank you for sharing your, you know, your philosophies of, of 
getting the right information out of your clients to allow you to do the work you do. Now, before we let you go, though, I want you to share your five words of wisdom with our listening audience. Never forget, it's their house. Now, why why is that your five words of wisdom? Because it's so easy to start thinking of a project as, oh, I can make this much profit or... Oh, this would be a great project to, you know, submit for a Cody Award with Nary or, you know, some such thing. And that's fine. I mean, that's as it should be. On the other hand, if that's the main, if that's your main motivation, you're going to fail in terms of really moving with what the, the homeowners need. Okay. Thank you so much. It was nice meeting you again in Atlanta, and I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. Well, you're very welcome. I've enjoyed it tremendously. Good deal. I hope you're listening, and I appreciate you being here. Thank you very much, Robert. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Robert. Bye. You know, I think one of my favorite things that he said was get them to tell stories. And you could just think about it. If you said, tell me about how Thanksgiving works with your family. What happens? When do they get here? All that sort of stuff. That's the cool thing. That's the biggest thing I took out of it. Like, it's one thing to just say to somebody, how do you use your space? It's another thing to just say, hey, describe. Describe. Describe right? it. Tell, tell me about Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah. You like know? what's a typical day or where are you? Let's say if it's Thanksgiving, where are the bottlenecks? Where do people congregate? Where do you get frustrated? All of those little things. Yeah. That's the cool part. Uh-huh. I, that was what I liked. And you know me, I'm all about stories. Yes. Right? What's my fun title? Storyteller. Is it more than that? Ah, sure. We can do it with that. That's cool. The the best storyteller, the big storyteller. Well, all that goes without being said. It's just just implied. Yes, there you go. (laughs) Chief storyteller. That was it. (laughs) Chief storyteller. Oh, look at that. I actually smelled something burning. Sizzle, sizzle, really. That was good. All right, well, so that was cool. So hopefully people will start thinking about the way they're pulling that information out of their clients. Because you know the more they understand their lives, the better their designs will be, the better the home will turn out, the more their clients will love them. Absolutely. Get them, just get them talking. Mm-hmm. It does, they don't have to know they're being interrogated. Right. If exactly. you just ask the right questions, right. you know, that's why I asked them, do you get people saying, why are you asking me so many questions? Because, right. you know, geez, if, if you just start pounding people with this stuff, you're going to feel almost violated, I would think. Yeah. It's got to be conversational <laughs> for sure. I think so. And that comes with experience. It was interesting for sure. Yep. And what was the food in his refrigerator? Hickama. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> See, I told you it was weird. I've never even heard of it. I think it's, I, I've had hickama slaw, like coleslaw. Hickama slaw? Yeah, it's like a hickama crunchy. Slaw. <laughs> I, it's two words. <laughs> hickama slaw. Hickama slaw. Okay. <laughs> Say that 17 times and see if that still makes sense. It didn't make sense after the first. <laughs> okay. Well, we've derailed. Yes, Let's go. Have. All right. Thank you all for being here. I'm Mark Harari. And I'm Victoria Downing. See you next week. This has been another episode of Power Tips Unscripted, the Remodeler's Guide to Business. Visit www.remodelersadvantage.com to learn more about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program. There you can also find information about our business consulting services, upcoming live events, and much more. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. It's a beautiful day.